0: From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, welcome back to the second hour of Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, garden author. If you missed the first hour, how are you going to participate in Seed Swap Day? All right, we had Kathy Jensen on and you can go back to the first hour and listen to it on iHeartRadio, BetterLawns.com. That's right. And then also Audio Boom. all of the podcasts you can listen to it on. That's right.
1: If you download the free iHeartRadio app, then all you have to do is search Better Lawns and Gardens, and you can go back and find out what Seed Swap Day
0: means. (laughs) So you can go to Better Lawns and Gardens iHeartRadio page and download all of our podcasts. Or you can just catch us on Facebook, and I link to the shows every week. You can catch that. Good morning, Lizzie.
1: Good morning. (laughs) Lizzie is our
0: executive producer and worker of miracles. And Lizzie, I just have to know, how is your chocolate mint doing with the Christmas freeze? Oh,
1: it's doing, it's very happy. It really likes this cold weather. Like I went to go, um, Make, a, like, a taco-style... Oh, no, it was, uh, street corn. Uh, and I, w- I didn't buy any cilantro because I'm like, yes, I know I have some in my little garden that I have, the raised garden. Yes. And I went out there, and they had all melted away. I was like... <laughs> I mean, they literally had melted. I'm like, what is... Ha-? So then I had to go to the Mexican store and pick it up and... <laughs> But, yes, they are doing great. Mint
0: likes the cold. It grows up north very well, and it, it does good here, too, as well. So you can give us a call at one triple eight four five five two nine six seven, or you can text us at 23680. So we are going to go with the dirty word of the day. But we need to hear from John Denver.
2: Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down.
3: And now it's time for the Dirty
4: Word
0: of the Day on Better Lawns and Gardens with Teresa Watkins. And the dirty word of the day is pluots. P-L-U-O-T, pluot, or pluots, plural. Pluots, aprilpums, apr- um, plumcots, or pluclots are some of the hybrids between different prunus species that are also called interspecific plums. Whereas plumcots and plums Are first-generation hybrids between a plum parent and an apricot, pluots and apriums are later generations. Both names plumcot and apriplum have been used for trees derived from plum seed parents and are therefore the same. Natural plumcots, also called plums, have been known for hundreds of years from regions of the world that grow both plums and apricots from seed. The name plumcot and pluot was coined by Luther Burbank. The plumcot tree can reproduce without the birds and the bees by budding, whereas the plum tree results from hybridized seedlings and cannot reproduce. Pluots are later generations of complex hybrids between the Japanese plum, prunus salicina, providing the greater amount of parentage, and the apricot, prunus armenicaca, uh, The fruit's exterior has smooth skin, closely resembled that of a plum. And the pluots were developed in late 20th century by Floyd Zager. So pluots is the dirty word of the day. And you can say, honey, I'm going to the store and I'm going to see if I can get pluots. (laughs) There you go. You can use it in conversation like that. But if you'll go to the dirty word of the day later on today, it's going to be uploaded And you can see a picture of the pluots. I think
1: that that should have been people's New Year's resolution is see how many times that they can work that word in your dirty word of the day each week into a conversation. And then text us and let us know the number of times that you got that dirty word in. Let's do that. It's a new game for Better Lawns and Gardens. Text us and let us know how many times on next Saturday... This week that you used pluots. <laughs> okay,
0: I agree. I had never heard of the word, and then I go Luther Burbank. That that takes us back, and so it's been around a long time. And I love plums, and plums do very well here in Florida. And what I love to do with them is espalier them, and so I love to put them up against a fence or as a fence, and espalier them so they grow right along in a. Really tight space area, about two feet wide along the fence, and you know plums make great, great espalier fences, and then you just pull the fruit off, and you get an abundance of fruit, and it's very easy to take care of. So uh, that is a great way to grow them. We want to have your phone calls today 2967 or you can text us at two three six eight zero. Lizzie, have you ever wondered how colors and styles and trends and fashion and culture are selected? Hmm,
1: I am not
0: sure. Well, in December, the color of the year 2023 was announced. It's truly a shade rooted in nature and landscape. Architect and designer Mark Dwyer, he's going to be with us after the break to tell us what 2023's color of the year will be on the shelves in container pots and in gardens soon. So you're going to want to stay tuned and catch Mark. He's really great to talk to. And I have to tell you that I'm very excited. My garden tour to the Best of English Gardens and Chelsea Flower Show is completely full. And I'm looking forward to going in May. If you wanted to go and couldn't make it in May, don't despair. I have another trip coming up in July. And I like to do two trips a year, one you know, internationally and one nationally. And I'm going to be telling you about that this hour. This is a good time to remind everyone, if you missed any part of Better Lawns and Gardens, you can hear it and download it from betterlawns.com, from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
5: class fishing, crystal blue waters, endless sunshine. There's so much about Florida's waterways to enjoy. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission encourages you to take part in the national spring aboard campaign and take a boating safety course today. You can take the course in a classroom or online. Just make sure you take a course. The knowledge gained by taking a course will make you and your family and friends safer and allow you to have more fun out on the water. To learn more, visit Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. LifeGear provides
4: valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call Life Care at 800 914 That's 800-914-0465. 800-914-0465. Sponsored by EverQuote. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. Give law
6: enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane. Or slow down 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. It's common sense, it's common courtesy, and it's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance.
2: If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 1652 That's 800-513-1652. Yeah,
6: remember when all phones sounded like that? Hey, it's Brian Mudd, and I sure do. But you've got to go with the times. So go with Affinity Cellular. Affinity is offering up to three months free service and a free flip or smartphone with a 30 day guarantee. Happy with your current phone? That works too. Get unlimited talk and text for as little as $15 a month. Get started right now at Affinity with an A cellular.com. Affinity Cellular, everything you need and and nothing you don't health insurance it's not worth it if you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance call right now and learn for free how to get it listen affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away so give us a shout right now
2: 800-398-0651 800-398-0651 800-398-0651 that's 800-398-0651
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, and garden author. And I love to bring you people who have really creative gardening design ideas. And one of them is Mark Dwyer. Mark Dwyer is a landscape architect, designer, and consultant in his own own company, Landscape Prescriptions by MD. I love that. That's so creative. He also manages a three-acre healing garden at Edgerton Hospital and Health Services, in Wisconsin, which he designed, and prior to these endeavors, Mark was the director of horticulture at Rotary Botanical Gardens in Janesville, Wisconsin. Mark also writes for Fine Gardening Magazine and is the Central Region Director for the Perennial Plant Association. I wanted to have Mark on to talk about January's most important design announcements each year, Pantone's Color of the Year. So Pantone's color affects every aspect of design, styles, fashion, home decorating, and cultural trends for 2023. Welcome, Mark. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining, Lizzie and I.
5: Thank you, Teresa. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, wonderful. So now tell us, we're in Florida, you're in Wisconsin. What is the weather like this morning? Because it's cold here.
5: Well, maybe we we flipped uh, our experiences because it's going to be unseasonably warm here, Um Although winter for us can typically be four to five months of cold, and we we see things start to warm up around April, so it's uh, it's been a lot more warm than we like to see. But it, it's out of our hands, as they say.
0: Sure, it it definitely is. But it, that's interesting. I always liked seeing. We call it family home in, uh, in in Massachusetts, and we say we're colder than you guys are. And so <laughs> I always I always love seeing that. So so your winter for you're in zone three, correct?
5: We're actually, I'm in the southern part of the state, so we're a little closer to Zone 5, but as you extend north through Wisconsin, there certainly is Zone 3.
0: All right. And so I was really happy to see that you were thrilled with Pantone's color of the year choice this year. And so what is the new color for 2023 that we'll be seeing everywhere?
5: Right. Well, the new color is called Viva Magenta, and uh, I was real excited to see it uh, simply because Every year I've looked forward to the Pantone color of the year to kind of see how it fits into plants that I know or plants that I'm interested in finding that we can insert into in the landscape and really echo that color. So, yeah, Viva Magenta. I'm excited.
0: And so this is a really jewel-tone color of red. And so, you know, how do growers know what to grow? Do they get a announcement ahead of time, or do they just wait until it's announced and then start growing flowers and plants that have the the Viva magenta
5: color? Well, great question, Teresa. I don't think the information is leaked, because, you know, again, it's picked up by fashion and interior design, and ultimately, I think our garden centers are well-equipped to to match so many of the colors that are coming out, and your description of it being a jewel tone is perfect. They, um, they call it really um, kind of a, a rich... Animated red that balances warm and cool, and and I have to say I used to think of magenta as more of a pink, and and when I saw this color, it's it's not a true red, of course, but it really has this this balance of that warmth and also that coolness. So it it's a nice, solid, rich uh, color in the garden, and Pantone describes it as vigor, vigorous, bold fun, and ready to party. So I, I, I guess a color can do that in our gardens as well.
0: <laughs> I, I bet it can. And so, you know, you're you're right when you're saying it's got that blue tone to it rather than the orange, which would make it a warmer color. And so, yeah, no, that's exciting. So what are some of the, the plants and flowers that can be introduced into our landscapes that are have that color Viva Magenta?
5: Well, I think it's important to rep- represent that color both in in flower and foliage. And and when we talk specifically about flowers and kind of addressing the Midwest here, uh, in in early spring there are certainly tulips that echo that color and many seasonal plants that we might use in this area, like celosias, snapdragons, cosmos, uh, many dahlias, Um, but perennials. It's also, I've seen coreopsis, um, daylilies, uh, lilies, and when that color came out, I started matching many of my photos to it and realized it's a very unique shade, and it, it really pops in the garden. So, again, flowers, it's not hard to find that that color, hopefully uh, locally at your garden centers.
0: Sure, I, I agree. And so do you, when you're designing your landscape and installing them, do you use, um, do you depend on the color of the year? how do you
5: select your designs? Well, to be honest, I, I've never had a client say, Hey, I'd like to echo the Pantone color of the year. Um, <laughs> but what I do point out is as a, as a very unique color, and, and, and a great example, last year the color was very perry, which was a beautiful blue, which I think we should use more in the garden. But, you know, back to this Viva Magenta, I do show clients that what it can do in terms of offering depth and richness, again, through spots of flowering, but also that that foliage can really offer a lot of interest in the, the border, the bed, or even containers.
0: I think so, too. That's wonderful. So what kind of foliage plants can, can we find that Viva Magenta?
5: Well, you know, foliage plants are, are important because they'll have extended interest in the garden, regardless of where you live. So uh, I had found some woody plants that had uh, that, that deep uh, reddish uh, summer color and also some with a fall color that echoed the Viva Magenta. But as we get into more tropicals like Formiums and cordelines, Alternanthera, and in a plant we can all grow, uh, coleus. And for us, it's certainly a seasonal, but there's some absolutely wonderful coleus that have that exact color and offer just that dynamite depth of richness in the garden, which plays with whites and greens. And, and it really is a spot of color that has so much potential with its neighboring plants.
0: Oh, I agree. And for those of you out there that don't recognize the word cordylines, your Hawaiian ties, your, your, your red three sisters is the same plant. And so it does. You can you can just see that uh, Hawaiian tie, that Viva magenta color throughout Florida landscapes. So you might already have that color. And so. um, So, Mark, when you're talking about colors, when you're designing, uh, do you do it on a seasonal basis? How often do you use annuals in your in your in your designs?
5: Well it's very client dependent, but uh, ultimately we're seeing people using more splashes of color closer to the home on the, the deck, the patio, in the containers, and that's where this viva magenta may have a lot of a lot of impact. Um, but again, we can find with woody plants and perennials that same color to be spotted and echoed throughout the landscape. So it's it's really exciting. It's it, in the 20 years of this program, I I think this is my favorite color.
0: Oh, wonderful! You know, a few years back they had that um, chartreuse yellow color, and I can't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. I saw it and they matched it with gray. And sure enough, in Orlando, I, I saw these new houses popping up with gray houses and the chartreuse yellow door. And so, oh. you know, so, it, it, you know, these color combinations are taken seriously and, and, and used in all sorts of different cultural aspects and architecture. And I love that. So I love the name of your company, Landscape Prescriptions by MD. What kind of prescriptions does your does your company
5: offer? Well, I provide a range of services, including on-site, really just chatting. I have a lot of do-it-yourselfers that are just asking, "Hey, how do I do this?" or, or asking for an approach with their landscape. And services go all the way to um, formal landscape designs and consultations on maintenance. So it's a it's a wide range of recipes that I offer through this these prescriptions. But it's exciting to help the customer and client. And uh, everyone wants more color in the landscape. And again, this whole Pantone approach to a color of the year I think is a great segue into getting people excited about color in the garden, particularly after uh, winter.
0: And so do do you, um, what is your um, advice on getting seeds with this color? Do you have a certain resource that you can um, share with our audience?
5: Well, there's many great seed companies out there. Um, some of my favorite uh, include Select Seeds. Uh, there's Johnny Seeds. Uh, many of us know Burpee and some of the other uh, seed companies that are out there, and I think with the photography in those catalogs is exceptional. And going back to what I mentioned about uh, celosia as a as a type of plant that echoes this color, I found many celosias that I had photographed having either foliage or flower in this this viva magenta tone. Many of those can be seed grown, so it's a matter of I would encourage people to get online and look at this color and start matching it up with their seed catalogs and, and take it to the local garden center and nursery and see what you can do to find this Viva magenta represented in seed or plants and have fun with it.
0: Oh, I think that's great advice, Mark. Uh, so one of the um, amaranths and Love Lies Bleeding, those have really great magenta colors with them.
5: Absolutely. The the amaranthus caudatus in particular, the, the um, uh, Love Lies Bleeding, those arcing ropey tassels, in that, you're exactly right, Teresa, that Viva magenta is represented. And, and many of the plume, um, more grain-type amaranths have that same beautiful flower. And that's a, a superb annual uh, for impact in the landscape, many of which also have maroon foliage. So, uh, again, many of our annuals represent uh, this color and you can you can explore so many wonderful opportunities.
0: I know that I see amaranths and love lights bleeding at our Disney and at the attractions. And so it does grow here well and it would do great in, in containers. Do you use containers in your in your landscape designs?
5: I do. And you know containers are an exciting opportunity to add color where there may not be the opportunity to do so. You know, the deck, the patio, the the front stoop and I encourage people to transition containers for four seasons of interest. There's, there's no reason it should just be a kind of a summer gig. We should have spring, summer, fall, and even winter arrangements that offer interest. And in, in inserting that Viva Magenta will be, will be pretty darn easy and, uh, again, can echo so many other things going on in the landscape.
0: I certainly agree with you, Mark. That is so great. I'm so glad you could come on today. How can our, our audience find out more about you and, and, and follow you and, and, and pick up some of your advice?
5: Well, it's been a pleasure being here, Teresa. Um, I can be found on my website at www.landscapeprescriptionsmd.com. And that link also includes uh, my website, has Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And um, I do a lot of posting on on plant photography, and that's why it's so exciting to, to have a new color in the repertoire, or I should say a color that's been reemphasized and, and I'm, I'm very uh, excited about. And we just we
0: just have to mention that you don't you don't install medicinal plants or any kind of marijuana or anything like that with your landscape prescriptions.
5: That is correct. I'm glad we're clarifying that. Yes, that's a different business. I'm not involved with any of
0: that. It's a hot topic in Florida right now. Thank you so mark uh, so much, Mark, for joining us, and I certainly will have you on again. I love talking with you.
5: Thank you, Teresa. Have a good one.
0: You too. Thank you. That is Mark Dwyer, Landscape Prescriptions by MD, and his website is landscapeprescriptionsmd.com. He's delightful. He he just has some really great yes. designs.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I was like, oh, I was, oh. oh. And where do we get the color from? And this, and I love that. So
0: good interview. <laughs> yeah. So he, so he, I enjoyed him. And when I saw him pop up on Facebook, and he had all these plants, and I tell you, they were all Florida plants, and I was so excited. And I go, you know, this guy's in Wisconsin, and he's he's speaking our language. Text us what you think about the Pantone's color of the year. I'll also post face, put post it on Facebook and Audio Boom. Let's take a break right now. It's the perfect time to get on board. Call or text. 23680. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, I'm Teresa Watkins. It's Saturday morning. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: That's 802-341-4542. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks
6: with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or
2: private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 513 1652 That's 800-513-1652.
1: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type one or type two diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day,
2: 800 485 6003. 800 485 6003. Call right now. That number is 800 485 6003. Life can be full of risks.
6: One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get
2: it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Life can be full of risks.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. If you know someone who loves to garden or has a question new to Florida, please let them know about Better Lawns and Gardens. Tell them to call in with their gardening questions so I can help them too. You can call me at one 888 2967 or you can text me at 23680. Let's go to Jay in Citrus County. Good morning, Jay. How are you this morning?
7: Oh, good morning, Teresa. I'm fine. Thank you. I uh, have a question for you uh i have a, a, about an acre of land I haven't taken care of uh in my uh, home area okay it's all weeds and stuff. how's the best to to recover it
0: okay well, it's kind of like an elephant you want to eat a little bit of it at a time, so you don't want to handle it all you know it just it's very expensive to go in and 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 recover or restore a acre of property so um Tell uh-huh. me what's growing on it. Is it just grass and weeds, or is it trees and canopy? And what do you have on it?
7: No, it, it, it just, it's just the sand with a lot of weeds on, it, like parsley and chickweeds and uh, everything that grows. The it, it had it had been mowed by an outside
5: uh, Comp- company. mower, uh-huh. uh, you know,
7: and they probably scalped it off because it ruined it. Uh, I think it uh, shows a few little evidence of bahia surviving, but right. Mostly okay. Those broadleaf weeds.
0: Okay. Um, so what I would do is I would continue to keep mowing it, and do mm-hmm. you, what are you What are your plans for it after you remove the weeds? What is it going to be used well,
7: for? Well, I'd like to have some nice grass there, and it could be mowed high, and then maybe it would hold. You know, it wouldn't be, let's say, over right burdened.
0: Okay. <laughs> and so again, I would do um, as much as possible that you can afford, if you can do the whole thing, Mm -hmm. once you remove those weeds, once you put down the herbicide, you're going to have Uh to either sod um, right away or, you know, just wait a little bit of a time frame and put down Bahia seed. Because if you don't put something Mm -hmm. else there, the weeds are going to come back very rapidly. So I would just suggest doing it in stages.
7: mm -hmm. That's what I'm concerned about is how many times should I hit it with the the herbicide, like that one that kills everything, uh, roundup, I guess.
0: Well, um, okay. You can, uh, or
7: should I, should I uh, go to work and work it up, you know, get a,
0: okay. What uh, I'm going to, what I'm going to suggest for you though, is that, you know, you want to make sure that you can put something down right away. If not, the weed seeds are going to come back and it's going to be all for naught. So you have to have a plan right away. So if you're going to put down uh, seeds, bahia grass seed, I do not suggest you till the weeds up, okay? You can spray it all if you want, but that acre, that's a lot of money. I would suggest doing it in stages and just keeping it mowed, keeping the weeds mowed until you can get rid of all of it. If you mow the weeds, they're not going to go to flower and go to seed. And that that will be a, a lot of the battle there. So you want to make sure that you are just maintaining it so that it doesn't get worse, that the weed seeds do not start to produce seeds, or, or the weeds don't start to produce seeds. And then just take a little bit of a time and apply the bahia grass uh, in certain areas. Make sure you mark it so you don't spray over it. But I would just do it one step at a time. Plan it out.
7: Okay. Okay. How many times will I have to put the... Put the uh round up down or
0: you should only have to put it down once that's why i'm saying that oh, you know if you want to oh, do it okay. in just certain areas once twice yes. at the most but you're going to have to put something else there so you either need to put sod down or seed down and you're going to have to make sure that um you you are doing it correctly do not till it you'll bring the weed seeds up from the bottom
7: okay, okay. I, I plan on uh, using the seed of, of the grass
0: Okay, then I would do it in small areas so that you can maintain it and get it, you know, recover it before weed seeds get in and germinate again.
7: I'll do that then. Thank you, Teresa. You're
0: welcome, Jay. Thank you for calling. Uh, so uh, let's go to our text lines. We've got some really good text messages here. Morning, I have some really good Bermuda grass seed to plant in spring. What should I do to the soil to prep for planting? And my yard hasn't been touched other than mowings the last three years mostly weeds and some grass currently. Thinking I may rent a sod cutter and remove all the existing grass weeds, renew the sprinkler system, take a rake nice and smooth, then distribute the seed. Should I do pre-emergent or spread and mix in some black cow to the soil? Had a soil test last fall and no noticeable, it says decencies, Blake, but I don't know what you mean, so I would probably think you're saying deficiencies. So Okay, so adding black cow to the soil will always enhance the soil uh, moisture, you know, um, that it holds on to moisture longer, provides nutrients, nitrogen, so that's good. Um, So um, I would suggest that you, um, to prep the soil, again, we don't recommend tilling the soil anymore because you're bringing the weed seeds up from three to four feet down that are not going to germinate because they don't get sunlight. When you bring that soil up to the surface, you're going to get more weed seeds growing. And so, um, again, it just depends on the area, how much you have. Do it in stages, um, planting the seed. Rake it lightly. Make sure your seed has contact with the soil. Make sure that it gets um, supplemental irrigation if there's no rainfall so that it germinates and can produce and recover, you know, and uh, propagate.
1: Oh, that makes sense. I never thought about that, about how you, you don't want to till that to pull that up. Oh, you're so smart, Teresa. <laughs> now, we did have a caller. Her name is Rita. She was very lovely. Um, and her question was, your parents or your family used to grow like a green plant on the inside.
0: Right. And so it's a plant that um, is a popular indoor house plant. It doesn't need a lot of sunlight, and my uh, stepdaughter and, and son-in-law, they um, do not have any sunlight coming into their house at all, Very just very little. And this plant does wonderful, and it's gorgeous. It's got an architectural shape. It's called a ZZ plant, Z, letter Z, and the letter Z again. And it's got a really long scientific name that begins with Zs, and I'm not going to say it on the air, but if you just <laughs> Google ZZ plant or go to the store, they will recognize that plant and, and that you can get it there.
1: All right. Appreciate Appreciate okay. our callers calling in. Even if you don't want to talk on air and you just want to ask a quick question, that's what I'm here for. So we appreciate you so much.
0: There you go. You can give us a call, one 455 or you can text us at 23680. I got a lot of text messages and we'll get to those in just a second. But also, too, if you are looking for an Arbor Day event in your area like Rick is, then you can, he met me on WLBE 790 when I was doing radio over there, and he gave me a Myers Lemon, and it was wonderful. So check with your local extension office for that. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment
5: Network.
3: is an actor portrayal.
5: Hi, I'm Sonia, a health insurance navigator. I love my job because I make people's lives easier. If you don't have access to health insurance through your job, I can help you find affordable coverage. Open enrollment ends January 15th, so call now. The help is free and there's no obligation. A navigator like me can show you all your available health coverage options. Visit CoveringFlorida.org to make an appointment. That's C-O-V-E-R-I-N-G-F-L-O-R-I-D-A.org
8: Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, mosquito bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. You still have time for a phone call, 1-888-455-2967. If you have a gardening issue, you can let me know. Or you can text me at 23680. So let me explain that when you text us here at the radio station, the iHeart station, we cannot get your photographs through text like you normally would to a private number. True. And so when you're sending me a question that says, can you tell me what this disease is on my... Guyanese callaloo. Guyanese callaloo. That is the Malabar spinach. And I would love to tell you, but I do not have a photograph. So I can't see it. So I appreciate that. Also, to Pat, uh, when is it time to apply a pre-emergence in the Tallahassee area? And that would be when the temperatures are warm for five days, you're going to get weeds starting to germinate. So I would say at the end of January, first part of February, you can go ahead and, and start applying pre-emergent uh, herbicides and that will prevent your spring weeds from growing. So the phone number is one 888 2967 And if you go to our Facebook page, I posted a phenomenal picture of the sunrise yesterday that um, a, uh, our choir director, Mark Sibbins, uh, he posted, and it just blew me away. It's a rainbow with red skies. It almost, Lizzie, looks like it's on Mars. It's gorgeous. It is. And you've heard of that. Red skies at in morning, you know, sailors take warning. And it definitely, we did have a cold front going through it. It wasn't bad storm, but we did get a change of seasons with it. So you can go ahead and check that out on our Facebook, Better Lawns and Gardens Facebook page. So I had Kathy and Jerry, um, they listened to the program uh, in Columbia County and uh, on 97.3 FM with Irish coffee in hand, and that's wonderful. And they said, we have three camellia bushes planted on the north side of our house, planted about four years ago. The one toward the east end is double the size of the other two and has a profusion of flower buds. Buds are scarce on the others. I may have planted them differently. They all get similar light. And I plan to reset the two. Please advise and what precautions to take for best results. Well, Jerry, I think you've got it. There has to be something going on with the root ball. So I would gently lift up the, the two camellias that aren't doing well and see what's going on. Are the roots healthy? Are they whitish? Are they plump? Do they seem to have moisture in them? Or are they brown and desiccated? Are they planted too deep? Okay, you want to be able to see the flare at the bottom of your shrub or tree. If it's planted too deep, they're going to survive, but they're not going to do as well. So you want to, you want to do that. If they're planted too deep, just lift them up, loosen up the root ball, and replant them again. And that should do the trick if they're getting the same light. Also, to make sure that you're applying the same amount of fertilizer to each one and that they're all getting the same amount of water when you apply supplemental water if necessary. So thank you so much for listening to Better Lawns and Gardens and sending me a gardening question. I appreciate that. Now, they live in uh, Fort White, Florida, and the farming history of Fort White, which is up near, it's about 30 minutes south of Gainesville, and it's near Alachua too as well. So it's fascinating. It has a long history of growing crops and fruits, but it ended in devastating agricultural disasters. Not many people have heard of the name Fort White, but the Crystal Clear ichnatuckney River is very famous and popular, and it's the springs located four miles northwest of the town. It's an absolutely beautiful river to kayak or canoe. The town was incorporated in 1884 and named after the military fort, Fort White and it grew steadily following the arrival of the railroad in 1888. Phosphate phosphate mining, turpentine, and agriculture, they were famous for their cotton and oranges, were the foundation of the economy, and the population grew to 2,000 people. The boom turned to a bust as the famous severe freezes in the winters of uh, 1896 and 1897 destroyed the local citrus industry. By 1910, the largest phosphate deposits were um, completely depleted and mining ceased, and then the boll weevil ended cotton farming before World War I, and the population shrank to a few hundred people, primarily farmers, ranchers, and foresters. The town's population, as in 1979, was 365 people in this little town And it's grown in 2020 to 618. That's the town of Fort White. If you've never been on the Itchatuckney River, you should take a chance and go see it. So can avocado grow? This is a text message from JAC in Cocoa Beach. Can avocado grow to produce fruit in a pot or must it be grown in the ground? It can be grown in a pot. You make sure that you have a proper amount of soil and a larger pot for it so the roots have room to grow. And uh, what size pot? I would probably say a 25 to 45 gallon pot would be good. Um, If you want to grow it smaller, then you're going to get smaller fruit and less fruit. But yes, you can grow avocados in a pot and uh, they do well. Make sure you're fertilizing and watering on a regular basis. You don't need to. Um, you don't need to um uh to uh, keep the roots. You want to make sure that you re- refresh the soil. Keep adding more because those roots are going to use it up. So every couple of years, take it out of the pot, cut a third of the roots off, put more soil in, and put it right back in the same pot, and it'll grow in there forever. Okay, I want to uh, thank Cassie Jentz for a, a great, uh, great uh call interview on Seed Swap Day. I'm hoping everybody out there, garden clubs and PTA groups, school groups, um, homeschool groups, will do a, uh, a, a Seed Swap Day.
1: This is true. And maybe if you uh, either have a child or maybe a grandchild that does homeschool, maybe you can suggest that and you guys can go back to the uh, um, replay the show, which you'd go download the free iHeartRadio app and search Better Lawns and Gardens and look for today's date. And yeah, I... That would be a good way to uh, bring attention for those that didn't know. Because, like I said, I had never heard of sweet Seed Swap Day. So,
0: yeah, and it's a great way to get new plants and learn about them and grow something that you, um, you know, can grow here in Florida and enjoy. Whether it's flowers or fruit or vegetables or plants, you know, have try and participate in Seed Swap Day, which happens the last Saturday of every month. But you could do it on a monthly basis. And, you know, just have seed swap every month and just get with your, because when I buy seeds, I can't plant all 30 of them or, you know, 40 of them. This is true. Or, you know, the bigger seeds you get about 10 to 12, but, you know, you can't use all of them. So make, put them to good use and let someone else grow them. So we have a email from Gracia, Gracia, do I say it properly? Or Gracia, I really love the name. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. When is a good time to fertilize azaleas? Mine are starting to bloom now. She said, I have a liquid fertilizer. Is this good? My soil is poor. And so you want to use an azalea acidic fertilizer, Gracia, and you want to follow the label instructions. I would put it on in March, okay? Fertilize in March. That's the typical time to fertilize plants in Florida is after the winter season when plants are starting to grow. You don't want to put fertilizer down on plants that are not growing and if it's cold, plants usually don't, you know, thrive or don't produce a lot. So wait until March. it will. The, the temperatures will heat up. And that's a great time to grow. And a great question. Acidic fertilizer for azaleas. So then Larry emailed in and he says, I live in Gainesville and often listen to the replay of your show on Sunday mornings on W Sky, which is great. Thank you for letting us know that. You mentioned palm diseases and palm trees dying recently. I have two dwarf sable miners in my front yard, almost 15 years old. I pruned both of them quite a bit back around August, probably more than it is advisable. You did it before asking me, Larry. And so one of them is doing fine and growing well, and the other is turning brown and looks mostly dead, except for about four green stubs of branches that haven't died yet. I applied Disease X twice, probably in October and late November, and I gave some all-purpose 2020 fertilizer. If it's still green now in some places, is there a chance it will start to grow again? It's looked about the same for the last month, and it hasn't gotten worse, really. I wonder if they're prone to harmful weeds, as there's some in my yard that want to grow around the bases of the palms. Well, I want you to know that you can just stop working so hard on your palm tree, just fertilize them twice a year. Do not put down any disease, um, you know, pesticide on them if you don't know what the disease is. I want to thank Kathy Jentz again for coming in. And a big thanks to Mark Dwyer, landscape architect and garden writer, for providing us with tropical plants that will work for Pantone's Color of the Year. We're going to have a freeze-on Sunday. Be ready to cover your plants. We'll be back to Florida warm temperatures in the middle of the week. Lizzie, thank you so much. Thank you, Brooke. Yes. I appreciate your help this morning. You're a great executive producer. Thanks. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. We are here every Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then if you miss the show, you can hear it on podcast. We put it on Facebook. We put it on all of iHeart uh, websites and also um, i iTunes. You know, uh, any social media, you can find us on Google, Better Lawns and Gardens, Teresa Watkins. I will be here. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, maker of organic mosquito bits and dunks and organic year-round oil spray, I'm Teresa Watkins. It's Saturday morning. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
8: Fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Yeah. Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices
2: so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels 802-341-4542 802-341-4542
4: that's 802-341-4542